0: Welcome to the Minneapolis Insider Podcast, produced by Meet Minneapolis and sponsored by U.S. Bank. We take you behind the scenes of events, happenings, and all things Minneapolis. I'm Kathy Gerhart from Meet Minneapolis, and today we're in the Social Media Center at our Visitor Center on Nicollet and 5th Street. For this episode, we get an insider's look at the upcoming NCAA Final Four. There will be plenty of events and activities for fans of all ages. Truly, this is another can't-miss event in Minneapolis, and keep in mind, No ticket, no problem. We'll explain more on that in a moment. Now let me introduce our special guest host, WCCO TV sports reporter, David McCoy. Since joining WCCO in 2013, he's covered everything from high school, college, and pro sports, to the MLB All-Star Game at Target Field, and even Super Bowl 52. David, welcome, thanks for joining us, and pretty soon you can add Final Four to that list.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be a part of this, and, and even more excited about what we have coming up here in town. Um, this is one of the bucket list highlights for every sports reporter to be able to cover a Final Four, so very excited.
0: And we have a great group of guests. Would you like to do the honors of introducing them?
1: Absolutely. Uh, This is all about the Final Four, right? So we've got our first guest is Kate Mortensen. She's the president and CEO of the Final Four Local Organizing Committee. Michael Vekic, the chair of the Minnesota Sports Facilities Authority. MSFA owns and operates U.S. Bank Stadium, which will be the host site for this year's Final Four, as well as the Reese's Final Four on Friday. And let's also welcome Melvin Tennant, the President and CEO of Meet Minneapolis, which is the Convention and Visitors Association for the city. He's also the Executive Director of Sports Minneapolis, whose mission is to recruit sporting events to the region like the Final Four. Welcome, everyone. It is great to have you here. I'm excited to guest host this part of our our podcast. Uh, My first question for all of you is is just as this event gets closer and closer, what is it that you are most excited about being a part of or excited to see?
2: When you work on an event like the Final Four, you're not working on it for um, a few months as people are just becoming aware that Final Four is coming to town. You're working on it for years. And the people at this table and the others with me for many years before I became involved. um, But I can say for the local organizing committee team, seeing these visions and plans come to fruition and especially the experiences we have for Minnesotans with the Final Four is especially exciting for us.
3: Michael thank you Uh, Kate is absolutely right this a lot of work has gone into this and from the stadiums uh, standpoint the venue we're very excited you know obviously we had the Super Bowl and now we're going to transform the stadium to uh, to basketball we'll say more about that later so we're we're very happy to have the opportunity to do that and and host the uh, final four
1: and what about for you well I
3: think
4: we we never should take these types of event for, events for granted. Yeah. We've had some tremendous success, but we were just speaking at, at a staff gathering today that it really never gets old. This is very exciting for us. And even though we've uh, had major events in the past, we're geared up and ready to go. This is very exciting for us. Kay,
1: I wanted to ask you about the Fan Fest because this is sort of like the big thing that everyone outside of the games really looks forward to. That'll be at the convention center. Can you tell us more about What will be there, what people can do there at the FanFest?
2: So the FanFest kicks off, tips off, I should say, April 5th. So even before, before the games, even start. Before the games yeah. even start, as as thousands and thousands of people are pouring into Minneapolis through the airports and by car from far away, we can all go over to the convention center Friday, beginning Friday, and back again Saturday, Sunday, and Monday to experience really a multi-sport bonanza. There's a lot of basketball happening inside the Fan Fest, but there's also a climbing wall, there's a batting cage, you have uh, sports uh, sports merch that is official Final Four merchandise. There's even an adult lounge for food and beverage. It is uh, for kids 12 and under entirely free. And if you can't find a 50% discount ticket as an adult, well, you just haven't tried. So (laughs) a full price ticket's only $10. And so we really feel like the FanFest is an important part. It's brought to us by Capital One and the NCAA. And FanFest is really a key part of the Final Four experience we want locals to have.
1: For folks who are Part of that for the Super Bowl, a similar experience to what they were expecting there and, and it took a part in.
2: There, there are similarities, sure, but there Different sport. is nothing <laughs> like... A fan fest. When you're focused on this particular event, the Final Four, it's college sports. It is very accessible, highly inclusive. The price point is uh, definitely consumer-friendly. And if you've been in there before for maybe an MLB or an NFL event, this is going to be an entirely new experience.
1: Nicolette Mall was really kind of the the headquarters for so many different things during Super Bowl week. Will will it be similar for the Final Four here, and what can we expect will be up and down Nicolette Mall?
2: We do have plans along several blocks of Nicollet between 8th and 12th, and it is our tip-off tailgate experience. All four days of final four weekend, so that begins April 5, that's Friday, same day you can get over to the Fan Fest, same day you can be inside US Bank Stadium for exactly the price of zero. Uh, but the tip-off tailgate is a multi-block experience that includes a 10 story ferris wheel 90 feet high uh, from which you can see a view of downtown minneapolis like you have never seen before we will have a live performance stage uh, so you're going to see highlights from the games uh, interviews on the stage with the the greats of basketball uh, uh, spirited pep rallies uh, all kind of live music performance uh, and what really makes this experience different from any other, and we have had others along Nicollet, yeah. which is our main street in yeah. downtown Minneapolis, is the crowd that comes. You have got generations. You've got parents, kids, grandparents, so many young people, because this is a collegiate event, and they're all shoulder to shoulder having this experience of Final Four uh, competition in this iconic sports event, so you really feel like you're part of something great.
1: You mentioned uh, getting into U.S. Bank Stadium for the cost of zero. That, that happens on Friday, April 5th. Who wants to talk more about that? Because I think that would be something that a lot of people would be interested in knowing
3: about. It is one of those events that uh, I think everyone's waiting for. It, where you can get the opportunity to see these outstanding athletes. So all of the teams that are going to be participating, watch them through practice. It's a non-ticketed, free, uh, free event. And then at 3.30, thirty will culminate with, a, with an all-star game. Um, athletes. It <clears throat> will be terrific, so we're really are encouraging everyone in this region around the state to come and take a part uh, of this. We'll have plenty of room, 72,000 people uh, will be there
1: comfortably. From your standpoint, this is really an opportunity to show this stadium to the world. Again, they kind of looked at it, you know, a lot of people for the first time for the Super Bowl. What is it that you want people to take away and, and what is it you really want to showcase about this venue, which is still pretty new?
3: It is new. I think the, um, uh, everyone had the opportunity to see the Super Bowl either on, uh, on the tube or uh, as well as in person. I think the big thing here is that we're going to sh- show off the conversion from football to, uh, to basketball. The much-discussed conversion. Much-discussed <laughs> conversion. The fact is we are in right now installing the NCAA seating system so that will make it a much more intimate playing its viewing uh, piece plus the fact is the uh, court comes in it'll be right in the middle between the 35 yard lines right here so the seating system brings a a very intimate feel especially if you've obviously been to any basketball venue uh, there so that is being converted right now we hope to be done uh, uh, for sure, by April 1st, we'll be ready to go. That so, must be
1: really neat to see kind of how that all comes together. You've got a basketball court, which is much smaller than a football field, right? And just how you sort of transform this. It
3: is. I've been watching uh, how everything's come in. I uh, talked to our general manager. I, I think we're ahead of, uh, uh, way ahead of schedule. He's playing a lot more cautiously, but you're just saying how you know, everything is built. This is one of their most complex build outs. Uh, as, as compared to most, uh, because of the building the way it was designed in mm. for football, but uh, we did a practice games uh, last year that right. came off very well. This is the same thing. So when you come or you watch uh, on television, this will be one of the best laid out NCAA Final Four programs, and we at the stadium will accommodate that, working very closely. Uh, with Kate and, and her group as well as uh, with Melvin Meet Minneapolis. We're very excited. I, if you can come on Reese's uh, Friday, April 5th, come and see it. We've
1: discussed this before I think on the news when it first came out that the, the, the curtains, right, the darkening solution, the curtains, everyone seems this is, this is the favorite topic for everybody it seems like. What can you inform folks about, what do people want to know, what do you want people to know about why this was necessary, the best way to go about it, all of those kind of details?
3: First of all, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it is, there are two things very unique uh, about the darkening solution. Uh, one is the, no, the windows, fairly typical long drapes covering that. The, our biggest challenge was, what do we do with the roof? The roof is very, very unique we have 75 bays that are 10 feet by 300 feet and our longest run is 370. What is the technology we could use? We took a look at draping everything. Because you're essentially talking about putting curtains on the ceiling, exactly. if people want to use that metaphor, right? And we did get, and with Elec, we have a very unique and elegant solution that we came up with with our, our partner Blue Media and In effect, was happening for those that uh, are sailors who all understand keeters and keter rails so they uniquely prepared each one of those runs so that we can pull them up, they go through rails, they pull up, they, they go in very easily, pull it back down the other way, roll them up and, and, and put them into storage. So it's very unique. Uh, the fact is, is that we will be unveiling our newest, this is our newest capital improvement and with that, uh, this has been able to, for us to get other events. We have two very large events coming in 2019 and 2020. So we're very excited about that. Uh, it's not a blackout, hmm. it's it's a darkening solution. So as and this is
1: really to, about fairness, right? Because exactly. some teams, We'll play in the daytime some will play after sunset
3: exactly it's the same it's environment. NCAA requirement yeah. mm-hmm. requirement same environment so when they're ready uh, to be on court uh, for the actual game they will have practice in the same
1: environment you mentioned sailing which I find interesting because the stadium kind of evokes this image of a Viking ship right was that like on purpose or a happy coincidence I
3: like that <laughs> <laughs> we, we will use that for our marketing uh but as as, as they're trying to figure out what we how we're going to get this uh covered because we did not want things coming below the yeah. uh, speakers, etc. And they um, uh, they worked on it closely and, and, and saw the fact that one of the men was a sailor. And with that, they said, let's try this process. And they continued to do that and refine it and refine it. And, and now we have a very elegant, unique so one-of-a-kind solution.
1: The process of bringing this event to Minneapolis, I think, Melvin, you can speak to this. Uh, this doesn't just kind of they don't bring it to you, right? You have to go out and get an event this big. What all goes into that? And Kate, you mentioned you know, this is a years-long process. How does this, just from the beginning, start as a seed, and how do you kind of bring it along?
4: Well, with an NCAA event, the first and foremost relationship that has to exist is between the host institution and the NCAA. So first of all, we're very blessed that the University of Minnesota has a long, long history of being the host institution for NCAA events. So with that foundation and with the trust that the NCAA NCAA has with the university was was job one. Uh, Basically, since the last time we hosted in 2001, we've been in various stages of some sales uh, opportunity. For many, many years leading up to the time, to the year when we actually received this current bid in 2014, there was always a delegation from this community representing the, the previous uh, Metrodome Authority, Meet mm-hmm. uh, Minneapolis, uh, others, other community leaders. So, there was always a presence there maintaining that, uh, that relationship. Uh, From a sales perspective, there is a a, a date certain when a bid is uh, open to respond to. So when that time came, we responded. We went through the process and became a finalist. And uh, as Kate knows, we had to prepare for a very intense session in front of the men's basketball committee to present our case. So it's, uh, it's developing the relationship. It is the actual salesmanship to follow the process that's set out by the NCAA, and then once you get it, then you have to execute it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Uh, but again, I think the relationship with the NCAA with men's basketball also plays into the other relationships that we have with the NCAA and other sports because we have a major NCAA event yeah. uh, here through 2022. Yeah. So this is this is obviously the largest one, the premier event of the NCAA. So uh, that's in general how it's done from a from a very high level. You mentioned that intense meeting with the committee.
1: Can you tell me kind of what that process is like and what you try to, how you try to
4: wow them, I guess? Would you care to give your impressions because I know it was early in your tenure and it was, uh, it was, it was pretty daunting for all of us.
2: Thank you Melvin. So I joined the effort as bid director once these years of relationship cultivation led by University of Minnesota and Sports Minneapolis and meet Minneapolis brought us to the point of being a finalist city. There's an extra bit of coordination that is required, uh, so I had the opportunity to jump on the train at that part. And I'll tell you what, it is a lifetime high for me (laughs) to have been able to carry the banner uh, together with Melvin uh, and the others that we brought to present to the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Committee. Uh, Our best uh, proposal for um, a new high bar for the experience we want to provide during a Final Four. So they're you're you're asking them to vision with you because the facility is not yet completely built. You bring renderings, you bring uh, specially uh, prepared short videos. We reached out to uh, influencers across the region. Like who? Like Hubert Jolie. Okay. who spun a basketball on his finger (laughs) and said, I've lived in London, I've lived in Paris. Frankly, I think Minnesota is an upgrade. (laughs) We had uh, Bernadette Johnson, who was then the superintendent of public schools. We had the leader from Metro Transit saying, we just make it easy for you to get around. And I believe we really told the story that we are easy to get to, easy to Mm. get around with our world-class airport, our, our light rail, Uh, and then we have these iconic venues like U.S. Bank Stadium, Refreshed Orchestra Hall, Refreshed Target Center here in Minneapolis, but really importantly, we have a community that delivers. And so we knit that together mm-hmm. and tell that picture story um, that is really just uh, the, the tying up with a bow of all of the hard work, as we said, that comes over many years in that relationship cultivation.
1: Melvin, there's a, a hope that when the city hosts an event like this, it will lead to more things down the road, right? Um, yes. in, in terms of tourism, just the region as a whole, what, what is the hope and, and what in, in years past, like you mentioned with Super Bowl and other events that have been held here,
4: What does this tend to lead toward down the road? Hosting an event like this, particularly the premier signature event for the NCAA, really helps us to craft a a reputation for the city. Kate mentioned that we have a a can-do, we can can really make it happen, and I think the fact that we've uh, been successful at securing it, will be successful at hosting it, is going to separate us from... Other cities across the country,
1: in the sense that this is a good town to host an event like a- absolutely it's a good basketball town.
4: We, we have all of the components. I I think what I what I remember most from that bid process, being in front of the D one men's basketball committee, is that we told them that we have a compact urban footprint. That's really important, and it's 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 really a good sales tool to be able to tell that group that you can walk from the stadium to the convention center Mm -hmm. to the hotels to orchestra hall to Nicollet to the various places where not just the attendees for the final four but the basketball coaches that are going to be here Mm -hmm. all that is just a natural sales tool for us and we plan to use that in fact for this final four we'll have several dozen future customers coming in to experience the final four activities with us just as we did for the Super Bowl actually during Super Bowl week we had I believe more than 80 customers in during that week to show them how the city can work even in February if we can show you how an event like a Super Bowl with so many so many moving pieces can work then certainly your event Mr. or Ms. Event Planner can work here any other time of the year. So it's a great sales opportunity.
1: Your your team helps uh, visitors throughout the year with, with different things that they should know about the area. Anything special you're doing here for the Final Four?
4: We are. We've definitely, definitely stepped it up. And we've got a tremendously talented team of, of sales and marketing professionals that really welcome the more than 33 million visitors to the metro area every year but for the Final Four we've created a special portal on our website and that uh, portal is minneapolis.org backslash final-four and within that portal you'll see information about getting around Minneapolis, all the event venues that are going to be part of the Final Four experience, food and drink, getting to know Minneapolis because... Making it uh, easy on people. Making it easy plus we want very much for people to have a great time and want to come back either individually or with the groups that they might be parts of. So, uh, those are some of the things that we're doing. Uh, obviously, a lot of our staff members are, are part of the uh, various volunteer opportunities. We we know that uh, a lot of a lot of us are going to be working literally around the clock that week. So we're we're geared up, and I think everyone's really excited about it.
1: Kate, what is the dribble? I keep hearing about this. The dribble. Can you explain what that is?
2: It's nothing that requires a napkin. (laughs) It's actually a children's basketball parade, and it takes place on Sunday, April 7th, Now this is going to be a very special day downtown because we have not only the fan festival taking place inside uh, the convention center, that multi-sport bonanza that kids and families will love, we not only have the tip-off tailgate experience, which is free, accessible to the public, family-oriented, taking place all day along Nicollet. Um, and then in the evening, we have some uh, free concerts happening at the Armory. If you need a pass for that. But we have just had it announced that Katy Perry is yeah. the headlining talent for that. Maybe you have a pass for that. But in the middle of that, we have the Dribble, this basketball parade. The registration's still open. It's entirely free, but you'll want to go to NCAA.com Final Four Sign your uh, 6- to 12-year-old up for the dribble. Come on down with the whole family. They get a basketball, a T-shirt, and then ready, set, go, and led by the mayor of Minneapolis Mm -hmm. and Goldie Gopher and a marching band and all of us there to clap and cheer, these 3,000 young people will, will... will dribble along a a route we have picked for them, and then they and their families will all go inside to the Fan Festival uh, at no charge to uh, enjoy all that's in there for them. Well,
1: I'm gonna make sure my kids don't hear this interview because Dad's gonna be a little busy this week, and it sounds like that might be something I'm gonna need to take them to if they are aware of it. Get Grandma involved. (laughs) There you go. Um, There's an app for this, the Final Four app, right?
2: The Final Four app debuts on the 18th, so that's right after this coming Selection Sunday. It is the official place for the most up-to-date information about Final Four events and activities. So it's going to be available through the App Store. It is uh, the best place to find information about Final Four events. Who is doing autograph signings inside Fan Festival? Who's on the live performance stage along Nicklet? Uh, what is happening with this or that activity? What time is the All-Star Game that is free and accessible? inside the stadium on Friday. You're all going to want to download the app. It's available in the App Store uh, starting on Monday.
1: You guys seem like you all have your ducks in a row pretty well for this. I know there's a lot that went into it, so thank you very much for Explaining to me I guess how all of this works and kind of every everything that has to come together There's a lot to it. So I would just say as a
2: local organizing committee. This is no outsourced (laughs) operation This is everybody rolling up their sleeves Uh, It's Minnesotans bringing together what they do so well and creating this experience for student athletes and certainly could not be done without the iconic US Bank the willingness there, Um, meet Minneapolis, Sports Minneapolis, the University of Minnesota. We come together in these moments and we really, really shine. We are really excited to be
0: the host city and can't wait to see and have all the fans and residents um, take a look at all of the events that are going on. Thank you all very much for being here. Thank you, Kate, Mike, Melvin, and also thank you, David, for doing a stellar job of handling this. You know, don't forget, you can see David and NCAA Final Four action on WCCO TV.
1: Yeah, we play a big role in this too, right?
0: broadcast station Um, now to stay in the know remember uh, everything on the final four you can download on the 2019 final four app that kate was talking about also to help you figure out how to get around minneapolis and for ideas on what to see and do when you're here for the championship check out minneapolis.org backslash final dash four you can also get more insider information on what to see and do in minneapolis by finding meet minneapolis on instagram twitter and facebook Finally, we welcome you to subscribe to the Minneapolis Insider podcast sponsored by U.S. Bank on iTunes and Google Play. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.